All right, we are back, and I'm excited with this interview. Uh, I've got Corey and Nathan out of <laughs> Utah, and they are just closing out a $208,000 and some change month, um, which is the biggest month you guys had, right? Biggest oh. month, $208,000. Just so you just so, just so you can put that in perspective, I just Googled the um, – what the average American makes, right? So the average American makes $51,000 a year. So you made over four times what an average American makes <laughs> in an entire year in one month. So, you know, we've got, uh, we've got some two, that, that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that, that, that's something. I just when you put it like that, Sean, that is kind of crazy, you know? It's, it's amazing. So we'll, we'll get into that. And I, what I like to do on the podcast is kind of really dig in deep. So people, um, when they listen to the, this episode, they can go back and uh, apply some of the information to give them really good nuggets where they can go back and apply uh, you know, whatever we're talking about and make money. So something that will allow them to go make money when they, after they're done listening to it, because, you know, it's great hearing stories. It's great hearing, you know, um, you know, uh, how it's done and backgrounds and what's happened and stuff, but it's really great, you know, to hear actionable to do items that someone could, you know, that could learn uh, listening to this and then actually go out and make an impact in their life and actually do something. So, um, that's the mission of the show is to, you know, uh, cause you know, listen, there is not many people in this world right now that make $208,000 in a month. Um, and, uh, and it's been able to do that. So, uh, to have you guys here is amazing. Now, the cool thing is, um, you guys love to share, right? You bet you have your own podcast. Um, and, uh, so what's the name of your podcast? It's called, uh, investor thrive. Um, podcast well i mean on youtube our channel is called nathan payne's investor thrive tv i mean you can find it okay. super easy you're just typing nathan payne and it's the first uh, youtube channel uh, thank goodness no one has is more popular than me with that name I, I <laughs> that nathan payne is more <laughs> so yeah so go check those guys out for sure on youtube um check out their podcast uh, listen to what they're talking about. Um, I was very fortunate to uh, meet them. They're part of our Syndicate 9 Mastermind group. And we have a group where it's called Six Figure Syndicate, where people doing the minimum of 100000 up to millions of dollars. And they have grown dramatically um, that I've seen since the first time I've met them. And you know what's great about these two? Corey and Nathan is they ask great questions. They're very inquisitive. Um, they're there and you know, but they question, you know what I mean? So they, they question certain things. Why should I do that? And they really learn about it. Um, and I, I wouldn't call you guys analytical per se. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but, but you, you've asked a lot of really good deep questions and I think, you know, you guys are all in, in your business, you know, your numbers and you went out and you've, uh, you've absolutely killed it. So, so first off, um, what, let's let's talk about your partnership real quick, and then we'll kind of get into, you know, when you uh, started real estate, and then we'll kind of break down your two hundred eight thousand dollars a month. So, For sure. Um, how long have you guys been partners? Um, so we started, Corey. Do we start May of two thousand eighteen? Yep. 
So it's been about almost four, four years. Four, almost four years in May. Okay, so four years in May started started, and then take us to March twentieth or so, twenty twenty. What that look like for you? March. So that was that was that was the day, that was the week that the U.S. shut down. Stock market oh, plunged God. like two thousand points, <laughs> and we COVID and everything shut down. So you guys are partners. You've been in partnerships now for uh, uh, j- almost just under a year. COVID hits. How did you guys handle that? Wow, good question. So we were uh, we were in an office similar to where we are right now. It was like a Vivo office. And uh, as soon as the, everything hit with COVID, we were on a month-to-month lease. And we we're like, hey, let's just go work at home. You know, like it'll be safe. So we got out of there and we all started working at home. We we were struggling, man. Like straight up, we had um, we had a Colombian as one of our ac- acquisition managers. He had was born in the United States. He was an American, but we, you know we were giving him leads. We had just started. Uh, Corey, was that when we just started nationwide paper? People I don't think we started yet. We hadn't started yet. Okay, we're about to start. So we had two virtual guys. That one of our friends who still works for Sean Hayes, uh, who uh, runs our mm-hmm. leads management. He was acquisitions guy and and recording uh, Michael, in progress. Michael was an acquisitions guy. Um, and these guys were, we were getting leads and, uh, it was just a mess. We're honestly, we were honestly struggling to get leads at that time. So we were just here in Salt Lake trying to get leads, trying to do deals, not getting like really any success with any marketing channels. And that's when we decided to go nationwide and do the, we, I mean, we heard about like Nick Perry on some podcasts and he was like, I'm crushing it with Google pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. So then we started trying to do that. We reached out to him, learned about it, started trying to do that, started doing nationwide. A similar story to kind of like what you did. Got destroyed. Locked up tons of deals, couldn't sell any of them. (laughs) Um, Dude, Sean, you should have seen us our first month going nationwide. We got like 40 contracts. We were at Corey's house because all the guys, we're all friends and we work, live close. So we were at Corey's. We're like, we're going to crush it. We're all so happy the first month. And then the second month, like, didn't sell any of our deals. We, I think we ended up selling a couple from that first month, but mm-hmm. like two or three out of like, yeah, like 40 contracts. Yeah, it was, it was, it was intense. So that's wow. what started us is, um, you know, to go back with the COVID thing, just to go over it again. We were just in Utah, then everything shut down. Then we saw Nick Perry's podcast, went to him, started the nationwide pay-per-click thing. He taught us. We we paid him a certain amount of money to show us how he ran, set up his campaign, spent a ton of money, and got crushed. <laughs> and you're in it. business. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing I I do admire about you guys. You pay for speed. I mean, you you pay to learn, <laughs> and uh, you pay to learn to the the fast approach, which is really really smart. I mean, I do the exact same thing. Uh, with people as well, which is, uh, which is great. So real quick about your partnership, what is your role, Corey, in the partnership? And then Nathan, what's your role? So before I'll tell you before, before, before it was, I was over marketing and dispositions. Nate was over acquisitions and we've like gone back and forth, rotated between all the roles, like multiple times now, but most recently it was, he was over uh, acquisitions. I was over dispositions and marketing. Um, and then more recently, now you can kind of go into what we did more recently. Yeah. So more recently, like we have a pretty good hold of the business now. And we, I basically was doing our acquisitions for the company, but we hired someone to replace me and, and he's really good. 
so I've kind of gone fully into uh, like kind of like our coaching slash like content and just building a presence of like helping pe- beginners, right? Helping people that are brand new to where we were. Cause um, I think like f- from what I've seen from a lot of coaching, it's just like a bunch of educational videos, which are great, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. the beginners really need a lot of ha- handholding. You know, and and, and yep. in the beginning, uh, that's really hard for every people to do is give them that hand holding. But I want to kind of provide that. So that's kind of like what we're doing is like, hey, let me kind of show you and you can, you know, JV with our company. You can leverage our business. We can help you dispo your deals kind of like you can partner with us. Right. Um, so that's kind of what I'm over yep. right now. That's where the podcast is coming. I have a Facebook group, Sean. I don't know if I you know about it, but all this stuff I've learned yeah. from your mastermind. Yep. I mean, this is all things it's, it's, it's about the more people you can help, the more your reach is, the more deals you can do too. Like we've done several more JV deals, deals from my Facebook group. I like just started a couple, maybe six, seven months ago. And now it's got almost 16, 1700 people in it. It's just growing slowly. And we've helped several people, JV deals. So that's what I do. I'm just growing our presence. And Corey was running the whole business. Yep. So I run the whole business now. Yeah. Well, that's amazing because you you basically now has set up you know two separate businesses, right? So you have uh, an education business and you have your real estate business now, and you've got that, which I personally I I think it's great because you know you're making an impact in someone's life, right? The content that you share is making an impact in someone's life, um, and you're being able to help people and 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 help them you know, go from where they are to where they want to be and be able to close that gap. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough. I've, you know, taught, you know, you know, for coaching, I've taught Nick Perry and Carlos Reyes and, you know, a whole slew of people that have been part of the industry. Um, and now they have went on and they have massive followings and they've uh, impacted, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of people. And it's such a, it's, it's a great thing to make happen. So I, I think it's awesome. And it's incredibly lucrative too, you know, yeah. which is, which is great. So it's another revenue stream, which is uh, phenomenal. Yeah. And, and that's, you're the, that's why you're the godfather, you know, you show us the way. Yeah, hold on a sec. We lost sound. Oh, he has. He's got to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead and say that again because we just lost sound. Can, quick. Go ahead and can say you hear me? Again. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. I shoot. said. I said yeah. that's why you're the Godfather because you've shown us all the way, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, when they say Godfather because I have more gray hair than than uh, than anybody. <laughs> but yeah, See, I don't grow a beard because if I grew a beard, my my whole beard would be gray. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. All right. No, so, it's, uh, it, but it's so, been fun. What's that? Go ahead. I was just saying it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. Yeah, it's been amazing. All right, cool. Love that. All right, so let's get let's kind of break down this two hundred eight thousand dollars month. Let's give the listeners um, some really good content that they can take away and they can go uh, use it to make money. So let's start of the two hundred eight thousand. So so give us an idea of the, where the money came from, meaning. Um, we'll talk about, you know, cause I know you guys do, um, wholesale. I know you guys do wholesale deals. Uh, you knew you, you do JV deals, mm-hmm. right? So what did that, you know, kind of explain what that looked like? Well, yeah. And I actually did a breakdown. So Sean for, uh, what, with the content that I'm putting out, like I actually break down what we do in our business and like PDFs and videos, just like, you know, any, anybody would, right. Let's just trying to give it out. Yep. So I know exactly where it's coming from. So, um, it, it pretty much broke down into four different ways how we got that money. So we, 
every deal that comes to our business, we analyze with a deal calculator that uh, we have. Like, what is the best exit strategy? Do we keep it? Do we fix and flip it? Do we burr it? Do we uh, wholesale it? Wholesale it? So every deal we get, we we do that. So out of the nine deals, six of them qualified for wholesale deals. They were in other states. We did not feel like keep or uh, wanted to take on that. I guess you would say the risk of those properties. So six of them uh, we wholesaled, yep. and those were in Texas. Um, Florida and uh, Colorado, those deals. That's where we're getting a lot of deals right now. Okay. Okay. So first off, so um, the 208 comprised of nine properties. Yeah. Nine yep. deals. Right. So out of the nine, six of them were wholesale. Yeah. And then the other three, the other three were what? So the other one was we had filed an aff uh, affidavit memorandum memorandum contract on a property in Vegas that we were going to buy and flip, but this it was we kind of got scammed. The lady, her husband had died, and she was like, "Oh, it has mm -hmm. to go through probate." But uh, send me, I I'm really struggling. My husband has died. Send me some money now, and um, you know, to help me out. So we we're like, "Okay, we'll send you." We we were really feeling good at that time. We we had a big deal closed. We're like, okay, this is a big one too. We don't want to lose out. <laughs> so we sent her 2,500 bucks. Turned out that she knew that she couldn't sell it because the, her husband that died had left it to her family, um, his brothers right. and sisters. So we had filed uh, an affidavit memorandum when we stopped talking to her, hearing from her. And then we found out that the family was trying to sell it um, uh, like later. And we actually had contacted the family before they sold it to someone else. And we said, Hey, you're his wife. Uh, your brother's wife scammed us out of 2,500. Can we get that back? And they're like, no. And we're like, well, we'll buy it. We're still interested. And we filed an, um, a memorandum of contract on it. Like we'll buy it from you guys. And they're like, no, we're not mm -hmm. selling. And then we found out like five days later from a title company that the, yes, they were selling. They were just trying to get rid of us. Right. So they, open door actually bought it and we we're like yeah well we'll we're gonna let it go if you recoup our costs that we lost on sending people out there and the money so they were like okay fine so one of the deals was forty five hundred dollars from them uh you know paying us to release our cloud and they're paying that off yeah so that was perfect one. That okay was so one yeah so that, that that those are exciting i love memorandums oh my like, we we had one we went. It. We had one come due a couple of days ago. It was great. <laughs> you know, it's they're interesting because you don't know. At least from our experience, you don't know if they'll work, right? Because like in in Alabama, we had one that we had done all by the board. We put the earnest money, everything, and it just didn't work. Like, uh, they just went and bought, it, bought it. Another title company closed it with the memory. Closed right around right. it. Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen too. <laughs> Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about the, um, so you had that one and you had two others. So and what were those two? One was a flip that, um, we did with a local investor out here. Uh, we had made an nice. offer on, uh, like, um, we had made, I don't know if you've heard of sunday.com. You've heard of Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. We make offers on, we make offers on their properties, whether we're going to wholesale or buy them and we got it. And we, uh, instead of just wholesaling it, we, we decided to part partner with a, a flipper in our network here. And j we just said, Hey man, we found a deal. Do you want to split this deal? 50, 50 will, we brought the deal and we'll bring half of the earnest money deposit that's needed for the hard money. So 15%, half of that. And you take care of the whole flip. Like we don't yep. have to think about it. And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll do it. So we did that one and we split nice. the profit with him and didn't have to even really worry about that deal so that's where that one came from just 
free, that was pretty beautiful. much free marketing, right? That, that, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. I, I love doing that where you don't have to, you don't have to deal. You don't have to check in on the property. You don't have to meet the contractors. You don't have to pick out tile. Yeah. You just let them do the best what what they're going to do. And you can just bring the property. Great, great job. And the reason and we, the last one, the reason why we did that just to kind of go a little deeper is it had a major plumbing problem and we don't know anything about plumbing. So we're like, Hey, you, you got this. Right. So, um, that one. And then the, the last smart. one was uh, a wholesale deal, which we were, we made 86 K on, and um yeah it was awesome so we originally were going to wholesale it and all the offers were coming in super low and we we're like man this is a hot area i think everybody's just trying to like give us you know stiff us on like you know the the details of the house being kind of crappy and stuff and uh mm -hmm. but so we we're like we're taking this thing down so we took it we bought it listed it as is after just cleaning it out and uh ended up you know mm -hmm. getting above asking price for the the house on the mls nice good job on that 86k one deal <laughs> so what would have been the spread so what would have been the spread if you would have taken the lowball offer um probably like 30 40 which is still great right but 30, we, yeah we know we could make way more and this one was funky because it had a solar lien on it and the the seller mm -hmm. was not willing to wait till the the lien got removed in bankruptcy because her mom died so she's like i need the money right. now so we were like okay we'll take on the the solar lien and, and and wait till it gets removed and then after we bought it like a month after uh it, it the, the the attorney that the they were using got it removed so that got enabled least, us to make least. way more got a release yeah perfect if we bought it okay. at a price knowing that we would still make money even if we had to pay off the solar lien so we're perfect yeah we're trying to be safe in that regard that was a crazy deal it was crazy, crazy deal. It's, it's like, it's, well, it, you know, I was telling my team uh, when we were in our meeting the other day and I'm like, you know, right now we're in a weird time of the market because we're in a seller's market. There's lowest inventory ever, you know, sellers know we're in a seller's market. You know, all they got to do is stick their house on the MLS and they can sell it. So the people that are actually calling us right now from our marketing are the whack jobs, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're the ones that are, they are just, there's the, the problem. There's a problem property. There's, there's title problem. issues. There's something, there's something massively. I mean, we, I, I before I came on here, I was talking to my, my acquisition for Gia and, and uh, talking to her about a property in California, smoking deal, but she thinks the lady is schizophrenic. You know what I mean? She's just like on and off one, you know, it's like, it's like those are the leads we're getting right now. It's gonna get better as as as, as the <laughs> equilibrium changes from you know buyers to sellers. But oh, right man. now it's like insane Dude, craziness. You wouldn't believe that 86k deal. That lady, she was, I think she was literally crazy. Like, you know, at the title company, <laughs> she was so kind and nice, like nothing happens. But when you when she got behind that text and keyboard. She was fear. She was a feisty lady. Like, like a viper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was like bipolar, right? Yeah. Like she yeah, had she some was. courage behind that keyboard. Like even on the phone, she would be <laughs> yelling at us, crying on the phone. She, she, she said that because she was on the phone with her acquisitions guy, she said that she got in a wreck because he was. Yeah, she being, pretended to be in a car wreck. She it was bad. Wow. Okay. So two hundred eight thousand. What does your team look like right now? All right, Corey, you can you can. So we have one acquisition guy. We have. And it, is he local? Managed. Is he virtual? He's local. And then we have. He's local. 
two lead managers. Um, they're not local. They're virtual. They both live in okay. Colombia, but they're American. Great. So expatriates. Uh, yeah. Expatriates. I just found on Facebook nice. and they're doing really well. They crush the phones. They work hard. Um, and then we have a junior dispo guy and a dispo guy. And then me. Well, you didn't, you didn't say Sean, nice. Corey. Uh, Sean's. Yeah, I guess Sean, uh, Sean works in both businesses technically, right? He works with you and then he manages our lead managers. But yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, so tell me, tell me how the flow, how the flow comes in. Um, so your leads come primarily from, I think Google AdWords is, is that your primary source right now or, or is it direct mail yeah. or what? We get a little bit from Google ads, from online stuff, but then we mostly get cold calling, texting and postcards. Okay. So those are our main cold calling right now. It's kind of, it's, okay, honestly, so cold- it's honestly about an equal mix of cold calling and texting and then direct mail a little bit less than that. Okay. So cold calling and texting in your cold callers, are they, is that like an outsourced company or is yeah. that like in-house? So we outsourced um, to a company out of Egypt. I don't even know the name. It's the same one Mm -hmm. uh, Lee from our mastermind uses. Yep, Lee Dotson. Yeah, Lee Dotson. We've tried so many times through our four years, Sean, to build our own cold calling teams. (laughs) We just have not been successful. It's hard to want to manage something like that. So I I find it easier just to outsource it. And then our texting team is out of the Philippines. There's only two texters and that's, I, I manage them, but the, I have like a manager over there and she manages it like super well. I just got lucky and found, you know, the right VA. She does a really good job. And then I do the postcards and right. obviously and Google ads and stuff. Right. Okay. So you got texting, you've got cold calling some postcards and some Google AdWords is bringing the majority of those leads, right? Yeah. Okay. And um, so how many leads would you say would you you get on average in a month? So we're getting like 30 a day right now, 30 a weekday. Nice. Mm -hmm. So that's like 600 a month, I guess. Somewhere in that range. So six, so about 600 leads a month. Okay. That's pretty good. And what's your, would you say like average cost per lead? Let me look real quick. I think we're like right around 40, 50 bucks, but I can double check. And not to mention, Sean, but we've also, shout out to Brandon Simmons, your guy. He's helped us out a ton. When we first went to your um, mastermind, before we started, we were kind of in trouble. We had done all that PPC that we told you about, and we were crushed in debt. And crushed in debt for us is like 50K. We were like, oh my gosh. So, yeah, which is a lot. That is a it is a lot. But he's also taught us not a lot, not a, only to market and paid, but to do organic marketing, like to always be networking, to through JV, to make offers on the MLS. So we we do that a ton too. We we do a ton of uh like prospecting. Yeah, that's how you get that Sunday deal. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not going to get anything without making offers. So that's been something huge. Corey Boatwright also helped us. We make tons and tons of offers. We, Corey, don't we make an offer to literally everyone that hits our CRM? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everyone gets an offer. Um, 
even yeah. even if it's not even if it's unqualified, everyone gets an offer. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so, so you get cost, cost per lead, lead around forty. Uh, it's like forty-seven bucks a lead right now. Okay, that's great. Forty-seven bucks. Um, and um, and what's your what's your leads per deal? Would you say? Uh, we're right around uh, like a hundred still. Yeah. So yep. we're yeah. Which right I think it, that's just how it is when you go the other route. You know, the route of uh, cold calling, texting. It just takes more. Yeah, it's definitely going to take more because you have, um, you know, cold calling, it's cold, right? So you're going to, you're going to bring a lot of leads in and you have to nurture them over, over their time. Um, okay. So, so you made a really, really good point. So everybody that comes in your lead managers, whether they're qualified or not, they get some sort of offer. Yeah. So if it's like not someone who's ready to be like good acquisitions, we make mm -hmm. them like a, a prelim offer. So they have kind of a number. So they know like about where we'll be at. And then we keep following up and we just follow up with them. Um, and then stuff that is like ready, I guess kind of ready to make a decision or there's some motivation there, you know, they mm -hmm. pass them to the acquisition, set up an appointment, he calls and, you know, makes them an offer. And then, you know, whether they accept it or not, then we do a lot of follow up. So. Everyone gets so your so question your um your what's your what's your offer look like is it written offer with an expiration date um or is it a verbal over the phone ballpark type of thing so with acquisition with lead managers like the preliminary offer we call it a preliminary offer so they get a text and an email not like a contract or anything but like a text and an email. So it is in like written form so they can refer back to it. Yep. And opportunities like they all get written contracts. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know if we, I got to talk to the acquisitions guy. I don't know how much he does like the, has it expire or not expire. I know I've told him yep. to have some expire. I mean, it's kind of up to his discretion whether he has them expire or not. I think he kind of, most of the time, I think he pushes them to, uh, have an expiration to kind of push them to, you know, at least give yeah. us a yes or no. I think me, I mean, if it was me, I, I would, I would put the preliminaries. I put an expiration in bold, you know, this offer expires on so-and-so date at this time, yeah. you know, um, I, I mean that, that creates a little bit of urgency and I'd have a little clock inside the email <laughs> that would tick down. <laughs> That's a solid point. Pretty cool. That's a solid it? point because yeah. if it expires, it could say, Hey, at, at beyond this point, reach out for, you know, additional offer or another offer or whatever. Maybe so so we did it. Yeah. Or an updated, updated, updated yeah. pricing because the market's moving so quick. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Well, one thing we are about, one thing we just started doing is, um, printing off like a written offer to send, and that has like a an offer deadline on it. So we send that in the mail. Show them like show the envelope, Corey. It's in the other room. I don't have to go grab it. Okay, never mind. It's got but, like our logo on it. it looks pretty yeah, professional. Our logo looks professional. So like any opportunities where we're like, hey, we want to, this person to remember us, we send them an actual written offer in the mail. So it's got oh, like okay. A, you actually like print a it, you print yeah, it out, print stick it. it in an envelope, and you mail it out. So we print it out. It's got like a, a pretty like. I'll kind go of get like it. I'll get it. And then we send it with a contract. 
and it has an expiration on it. So Nate will grab one. He's got it. It's in Jake's drawer. So yeah, we started doing that. We'll um, see how that works. I bought like, you know, a couple hundred envelopes. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> so you got a guy stuffing envelopes in the room. Okay. So, uh, Corey, please tell me. So when, when it comes to your offers, you have your lead managers that are emailing out the offers, preliminary offers to the sellers. Something like that. Ex explain. Oh, something like that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, so, so you just I, mail those out, huh? Yeah. And so then, we, uh, put a, we put a contract and we put like kind of like a a nice looking cover letter on nice. with like the price and the deadline and all that, and then send it to them. That's awesome. Cool. All right. So, so, uh, so Corey, tell me about your, you got two lead managers. They're in Columbia Patriots, which is awesome. Cause I'm a, a prior U S Marine. So I love that. Um, so these guys Tell me how they're making offers because right now, currently we're in the lowest inventory, you know, that, that we could possibly be in. I mean, the inventory is low all across the country. Um, so, so how are they making, are they looking at sold properties and then taking the lowest of the low solds? Are they looking at pending properties and seeing how fast they're pending in, in the neighborhood? How were, how did you teach them or train them to actually make legitimate offers so with the with the lead managers they're making offers to people who are really they're typically people who are not going to take a cash offer so if it's someone who's like their property needs work or there's any sign of motivation the lead manager mm -hmm. doesn't make an offer they pass that to the um the acquisition guys so with the lead managers we don't want them spending a ton of time like doing research. So they do a quick, you know, Zillow Redfin check and then do yep. like 70 to 85%, depending on the market of that. And then we give that, we give those, those like leads that are unqualified essentially, like whether it's like a mm -hmm. retail or the property doesn't need much work or there's really like zero motivation or, you know, timelines way off. We just kind of give them a, a base number that way they have something mm -hmm. from us to make, I guess it, my thought was it makes it seem more legit, right? If we give them an actual number versus not give them a number. So if anything right. happens, they can come back to us. So it's really more of like a quick thing. We don't want them spending a bunch of time researching, but they do look at Redfin. They look at some Redfin comps and, uh, you know, then base, base an offer off that. Okay. So, uh, so they'll take Redfin, they'll take Zillow, kind of do an average of it, and they're going to send an email of roughly seventy percent of that value. And is that is that a hard number offer, or is that a ballpark number? Meaning, is it you know two eighty to two ninety five? Yes, you we know, and we're going to be in that range once we find out more details. Yeah, we do a range, so we do like typically like seventy to eighty percent. And give them give them somewhere in that range. We're basically following Depending the model. The we're basically following the model of Open Door. You want an offer from Open because we've sold, we've tried to sell a lot of deals to Open Door, and they give you a giant range, and you're like, "Ooh, I'm excited about the higher range." And then they go see your house, and then they freaking lowball you after they've seen it. So yeah, you, and then the, you're twenty thousand under the low range. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's what's happened to us. So, but people like Open Door, right? Because they feel like, okay, I'm dealing. This is credible. This feels professional, and 
my theory on making offers to everyone, even if they don't answer is Sean, you, you know, we on PPC, they don't just fill out one form. They usually fill out 10, right? And then they have 10 people trying to call. Right. Yep. They got the 10 people trying to call. And what we used to do is we used to just call, call. They wouldn't answer. And I would send a text saying, hey, can I get on the phone with you so I can ask some questions about your property? And these people are just getting blasted by people just trying to get on the phone. They don't want to talk anymore, in my opinion. They just want an offer. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we started doing just freaking give them an offer, let's get them on the phone, show them we're legit. Our contact rate went up. Um, it's people. We're just more credible. Right. And are you seeing, are you seeing, so let, let's say theoretically you, you email out a hundred offers. Um, are you seeing people respond back via email saying I'm interested or are they calling in as an inbound call? How are they reaching back to you? What does that look like? They typically email back or text back. Once in a while, we get a call, but mostly it's a it's a response to either the email that we sent out or the text that we sent out. So you'll put in the email somewhere saying, if you're interested in the offering and you'd like to discuss further, please email me back or you can shoot a text or you can call us. Yeah, I said call or text this number or email us back. That's great. That's great. That, that Now, that... You can take that to the bank right there. You can take that to the bank. For everybody who's pulling in leads right now that are talking to sellers, they really don't know if the lead's qualified or unqualified, but you actually get them a number. You never know what they're what what they're thinking, um, who else they're talking to, what else is going on in their, in their life right now, where they are in the in the you know I call it the seller decision timeline. And in that timeline, you know, you might get them to where you know you send out an email you know, three weeks earlier and then now they're ready and they email back or text and say, okay, you know, fine, I'm going to take it. And, uh, and now you get yourself a deal. So out of a hundred, would you say you get 1%? So you'll, you'll get one out of a hundred that comes back that, that could potentially turn into a deal. Is it 3%, 5%? Do you have we'll any idea? You might not have those numbers. Probably get, we probably get for every hundred, we probably get like 10 to 15 responses and Probably, yeah, like one or two that are interested in moving forward. That's great. Most of them are like, no, it's, huge. Too, low. No, it's too low. And Cor Corey's even set up um, through the email, not only to call or text, but if they're interested in the offer, they can click on and it will at, go to a Calendly invite or link for our oh, yeah. acquisitions guy, which is great. So they can just set up an appointment to do a Zoom call right there. Yeah, they can call, text, email, set, an, set up an appointment, whichever they feel comfortable with. Nice. Nice. Okay. So, so these nine properties, um, what was the source of those? Were those offers? Were those, were those, do you know the source of the marketing for those for the nine of the wholesale? Yeah. So we got a couple from texting, I think two from texting, um, two from cold calling. One was Sunday and then the rest were online. Mm -hmm. Okay. Actually, there's probably a couple of, there's probably, I think there's actually a JV in there too. And then the rest were online. JV. Okay. So, so online. Yeah, in, uh, okay, cool. Variety. Actually, I take that back. One was also from postcards. So, we did okay. get so they, they pretty much just came from, they, they came from all different sources. Yeah. Now with your postcards, are you mailing in Utah? A little bit. But we actually mail 
to like smaller markets, kind of like what you taught us. So we mail to um, Idaho Falls. We mail to, which is a town of like 100,000 people. We mail to Reno, Nevada, which is, you know, a little smaller, not unknown, but not huge either. We mail to Columbia, South Carolina, um, Huntsville, Alabama. Um, a couple parts in Florida, like not in Tampa, but outside of Tampa. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, Florida's hot right now. I yeah, that's, that's great. I, I wouldn't yeah. say like that's one thing we've struggled with is marketing because um, we have never liked to spend a ton of money. And it just seems like the the monster, the guys that crush it in this industry, they're dropping like 100, 200, 300,000 a month. You know, we just have never gotten there yet. But uh, yeah, but marketing has always like been close to 30 right now. And those but those small markets mailing those like we've never really had any success with mail, but mailing those smaller markets. We've gotten a lot more calls back, like a way bigger response rate. Yeah, you mail here in Utah, it's good luck. You send like, eight eight thousand. Yeah, you might not even get a call with eight thousand postcards, or you know. Yeah, same in Phoenix. I mean, if you send ten thousand mailers, you're not even going to. You're you're maybe going to get two calls, and they're just going to say, "Take me off your list." You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. and then people get discouraged because you're like, "I want I I spent ten thousand. I did ten thousand mailers, and it's not working, right?" Right. It's just. It's just the dynamic of for a beginner. Ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand's a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean that still um, hurts us. We're well, like ten. Oh man. Yeah. So we, last month I sent yeah. out twenty five thousand mailers, and I think we got. I could check how many leads we got. Just give me a sec. Corey, uh, we, by the way, Sean, we use uh, Salesforce. Uh, I know you have, uh, what is it? Uh, REI logic, freedom logic. Freedom logic. Yep. That's good too. Yeah, we, used to logic. Use, yep. we used to use that, um, a variation of that. So CRMs are good, but yeah, sales, Salesforce is a Salesforce is a good platform. I mean, you can customize it pretty much. It's a great, great little CRM, Yeah. you know, for someone that has the, the wherewithal to kind of put that together, you know, so yeah. Corey's had to go to college for that thing again. Honestly, it's been a nightmare, but it does what we want now. Yeah, so everyone I talk to that's tackled Salesforce has has come out. You know, they they spend a lot of time on it. It does. It was brain damaged, but they got it to a point where they can handle it. <laughs> I had a meeting with a guy last week. He asked me if I would recommend it, and I like, I really didn't know how to answer that. I was like, I don't know if I can recommend this to you because it's it's such a pain that I, I honestly don't know if it's worth it. Once it's set up, it's worth it. But like, it's been, a, it's been a battle, but with, last month we had 60 leads from postcards, which is probably more than we've gotten in the last like four years. Wow. Combined from all the postcards we did. How many uh, postcards did you do Corey? 25,000 or 2,500? 25,000. It's 25,000. So that's even a low response rate too. Yeah, well, I think those, uh, are, those are like actual leads. Oh, those are actual people. leads. Okay. Yeah. So oh, there's responses exactly. and leads. So those are actual actual leads. That That's are great. In. That's great. Thing. Okay. So so leads come in your two lead managers. Are they working nine to five? Are they working odd hours? Are they working 24-7? What's the deal? So they work nine to five right now. So um, and, and that is Utah time, Mountain Standard time? Actually, Eastern time. So Corey, you got to tell them so about our struggles with the leads stuff, management, though. Yeah, well, what's that? Most of our stuff is on the East Coast, 
like Florida, like Alabama, Texas, so East and Central time. So, yeah, yeah they work, um, yeah, Eastern time. Okay. So 9 to 5 Eastern time, they take inbound calls, they're making their offers, and 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 they schedule an appointment with someone that's motivated and then what's that gap in appointment time? So if, 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 I, if somebody Lee calls in right now, you know, are they scheduling appointment within minutes, within hours, within days? What's like that look like? We try to do immediately unless okay. he's on a call or, yeah, I mean, we do immediately unless he's on a call and then it's okay. Let me have him call you in like a half hour or, you know, if the seller wants to call back at a later time, then we mm-hmm. put it when they want it. But if they don't care, we do it immediately. And to set up that appointment, do they go into a calendarly and then they set the appointment form and then it automatically goes? Or how does that, what's that transition look like? That's just all in the CRM. So you just do it in Salesforce. So they just set up a so it's Salesforce. Yeah. And it gets yeah. on the, so it makes it an on appointment. the calendar. And then they send them a link to the, in Slack to the, to the opportunity. Got it. So then he sees that opportunity and the, your acquisition guy gets on and what has been the best process for him to actually get the contract? Is it been, he, he talks about is he using a underwriter? Let me talk to the underwriter. Let me get back to you. Is it where here's my number, you know, and he, here's how it works or, you know, what, what, so, what do you think is working best for him? Yeah. So what the, kind of the sales process he goes through is he gets on the phone you know, talks about motivation, timeline, that stuff kind of digs a little deeper into that. And then we use the underwriter thing that kind of you do that you taught us. You taught us that too, Sean. Yeah. He (laughs) uses the underwriter. Um, So yeah, after he talks, he kind of gives him a range, right? And then he's like, but I need to verify with my underwriter. We'll probably be in this range. Gets off the phone, um, calls back like 10 minutes later you know, th- tells them, I think we can get this approved. If we can get that approved, is that something that you're ready to move forward with today? And then um, they say yes or no. And then he's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let me talk to my underwriter. And then we like present, then we get like a formal offer ready and present him a formal offer. Mm-hmm. Got it. So it's now is he, that, that's a great process. So is, is he presenting the offer to the seller while the seller's on the phone in front of their computer or is he getting an agreement uh, or a meeting of the minds with the seller and then actually sending the offer and then waiting for it to get signed? So what he does, what he's supposed to do is he's supposed to, you know, get the offer ready, then call the seller when it's in front of them and present it, go through it. Um, he does that. And then other times he doesn't do that, but our process is to, um, yeah, present it to the seller while they're looking at it. Yeah. And I can't emphasize anybody listening that that is probably the most successful way to get a commitment and get someone on the phone and get the contract signed right there because it, it brings the seller to a decision point right there where they're actually going to sign the contract number one and if they are hesitant on signing the contract then there becomes an objection and now you can overcome the objection and if you don't bring them to that decision point and you just send them an email or send them the actual offer then they have the ability to open it look at the price close it and then blow it off and we know especially now in this time at day and age is that sellers are you know um 
you know, more difficult in this, you know, in this. So, you know, they're, they tend to procrastinate. They don't want to want to make a decision. So our, our job is to influence them in a positive way to do business with us. Right. And the only way we can get to that actual point of decision is get them in front of a computer where they actually can click the button and sign a contract. So I think that for us, you know, it, it's really, really important. Our close rates go way through the roof when they actually have them in front of the computer versus just sending out that uh, sending out that contract. Yeah, so sending yeah, it out I think that's awesome. does not work. I mean, 90% yeah. of the time, if you just send it, they're not going to sign it. You're going to have to follow up and then hope you get them back on half the time. You can't get them back on the phone if you just send it to. So exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly. They, they sellers have no loyalty to you. Even if you're the nicest guy, build the greatest support. They'll, they'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll get your offer. And then they'll call the next guy and say, Hey, this guy just offered me two twenty. Can you beat it? You know, it, it's true. Actually, we had a uh, Renee, one of our sales reps, on a property in Long Beach, California, had an investor in the house, had her on the phone, got the offer from her, put the phone down, tell, told him to match the offer, and then wrote up a contract while she's still on the phone with the other guy and said, yeah, sorry, thanks. I, I, I just signed with him. <laughs> Can you believe that? She was devastated. She was like, brutal. They, they'll do it. She spent they, like 30 minutes building rapport with a guy out the window. <laughs> you know, rapport is great, but in the end, it's who can get the deal done. Who's got yeah. the money. Who can close the deal and get it done? Okay, so now you have a contract. It's signed. Let's go to disposition. You have a you have a junior, and then you have a senior. What's the role of the junior? What do they do? So junior's role is to send out the marketing for the deal and respond to all the texts and call you know realtors. Basically, set up showings is their I guess their main role. So they work on getting the property out there, getting as many mm -hmm. showings as possible. And then after that, it goes to the senior dispo guy. He kind of negotiates. I mean, it's pretty much how yours is set up. He negotiates sure. and closes the deal. Okay. So, so when the junior acquisition sets an appointment with a agent slash buyer to go in the property, how is that positioned with the buyer and with the seller? How are you positioning that or how is your guy positioning it? So hope, hopefully it's vacant, right? We love when it's vacant, <laughs> but if it's not vacant. Hopefully. Yeah. If it's vacant, you know, we got, we, we try to get a lockbox on it and, you know, we send as many people as we can. If it's not vacant, we set up, you know, a showing to have three to four people go in at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I mean, we, we essentially tell the seller like, Hey, these are, we're going to have a couple of our partners walk through um, maybe a contractor just to, you know, kind of get a, yeah, kind of get, get a better idea of the deal. Make sure, you know, everything looks good. Everything checks out, you know, it should only take 15 to 20 minutes and then we'll be out of your hair. And then we tell the buyers, you know, just walk the property and then give me a call after um, to, to talk about price and, and closing dates and all that stuff. You know, we just kind of set up both sides to, you know, make sure they're not talking about price or anything like that. Um, any mm -hmm. new agents or new buyers, we, you know, tell them what wholesaling is, how it works, kind of the process. So they know not to yeah. talk to the seller. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we do it. 
I think um, what, what we've implemented in the past probably 60 days is where we do conditional offers to our sellers. So we'll say, hey, we have a conditional offer uh, for you and that we have three conditions and then I'll give you the offer. If you can agree these can, these conditions, then we can give me a for it at, at this price. But the conditions are number one, you know, we need to get pictures. So if you, can you agree, Mr. Seller, if you can get us some pictures of the property? Yes. Um, we, you know, the second condition is that we need to get eyeballs on the property and we'd like to be able to, um, schedule time with you where we can have someone go, uh, look at the property, either contractors or agents or, or whatever it might be to come look at the property. If you, if you agree to that, that'd be great. And the third thing is you got to be responsive to our, our title companies that need to get information so we can get the closing done in a, in a, you know, expedited time frame. So if you can agree to those conditions, then I have an offer for, you know, 420,000, you know, and then we can move forward. So we actually have them uh, sign off on a, a conditional approval and it's actually been working really well. Interesting. So, That's a good idea. Cause yeah, pictures are like the most important part. You can't sell the deal without pictures. Like no one's interested in the deal without pictures. Yeah. And even if you could sell it without pictures, you're not going to get as much money. You're not going to get as high of an offer. Yeah. Have you tried Matterports or professional photos or, or is it you rely? I mean, we rely mostly on the sellers unless we just can't get pictures. We thought about Matterport. It's just, well, before, before we, we were locking up a lot of stuff we couldn't sell. Now we might reconsider yeah. it because we're locking stuff up at better prices that we're typically able to sell now. So we might mm -hmm. consider something like that. Um, I actually had a, a guy I know, he's a, like a developer. He made like a little app that we're gonna start using that it sends mm -hmm. them a link. They open it up and they can take all the, the seller, this is for the seller. They can take mm -hmm. all the pictures and it automatically uploads to uh, like a database. And then we right. can go grab the pictures rather than them having to figure nice. out how to send it or create a Google link or text them, you know, cause if they text them, they usually send like five or six pictures. And it's right. like, we want more pictures than that. So, um, yeah, we're working on that. That should, that's pretty much done. So we're going to give that a shot. We've, we've paid for photos from like to have an agent go take photos mm -hmm. a few times. Um, but yeah, mainly it's the seller. We're, we're leaving it cool. up to the seller. Okay, so now your uh, so so your main way to dispo has been through agents getting people in to, to see the property, and especially these other markets. Um, so that's been your main way of dispoing. Have you have you done other methods that's worked well that that uh that maybe we don't know of? Once in a while, we JV if we can't find our own buyer, so we're not afraid mm -hmm. to let someone else give it a shot, like a local guy. They might have, you know, some other connections that we don't have. Cause I mean, we're reaching out to most of these people. If it's a new area, we're reaching out to them cold. So we don't always get the best response rate. Um, or like, I mean, we're, we're using skip trace lists. So we don't know if the phone numbers always work. Um, you know, there's a variety of factors that, have, that go into that, but um, we JV right. with some, but that's pretty much what we do. We call, we send out, we send it out to the cash buyers. We send it out to the flipper agents from um, REI Automator. And then we'll call agents mm -hmm. from realtor.com. 
And then if we can't sell it still, we'll start reaching out to other wholesalers. Okay. Awesome. That's pretty so much that's all, your, all, that's your whole all business here. now. All that. So, so we now do on, um, this uh, we do put it on Facebook. We put them on Facebook yeah. and Facebook groups trying to, you know, see if there's any, any buyers that are on there and we do find buyers on there once in a while. So yeah, that, that actually works. Yeah. Facebook works. All right. So this $208,000 a month, what was say your top three biggest struggles to get certain properties through the finish line? What, what would it like say three of the biggest struggles that you had to go through to get whatever property through to the finish line? And then let's talk through that, how you overcame that, 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 that problem. Yeah. Um, number one issue is probably title companies. Mm. title companies or title problems, just title in general. Like with one of the deals we're dealing with like HOA. Yeah. Title. We did one in Boca Raton and I think we had to, we could have closed like probably within Skoska's like in January. Skoska, yeah. Skoska's goes in January, but you know, the HOA apparently had to approve the buyer that was buying it. And it just, you know, no one really knew what they were doing, especially title. And then another deal, like Nate, we mentioned earlier, had a solar lien on it. Um, so we had to work through that. Because um, the solar lien was 47K. So without the solar lien, we would have made, you know, cut our deal in half, a little over half. So. And the other one that we had with the buyer, remember how I told you we split the deal 50-50 with the, the flipper? That went under yeah. contract about four times with uh, traditional buyers with traditional financing and it fell through four times. And, uh, it's because, you know, they'd go, uh, we didn't completely flip it. We fixed the flum, uh, the plumbing problem in the bathroom and the rest we just left uh, mm -hmm. as is. Cause that's, you know, you don't really need to spiff stuff up too much around here to sell it. Right. But it did. It fell through <laughs> four times and, you know, we put it out there at 319. So we had an asking price at 319. They backed out. I think someone wanted like 321. We tried it. They backed out. So we were getting kind of discouraged. And then someone came in at 335 when our list price was 319. And we were like, yeah, let's, even if it doesn't work out, it's already fallen through so many times. Let's try it. And they, they went through right. and they were like ready to go, but it only appraised for 329 or, or 327. So, it kind of sucks because right. they were willing to pay that much, but because they didn't get, uh, it didn't appraise that high, they didn't have the money uh, to go three thirty five. But we still got seven k more by waiting an extra month with all those other deals that fell through. So it actually worked in our benefit. We made more money. But, wow, uh, that's pretty cool. So title so, um, issues, issues, title issues, yeah. So, so HOA, so that HOA, how did you overcome that HOA? So the HOA had to approve now, it, it, you know, for people doing this, you might be listening and, and there's, there's um, people listening that's done a ton of deals. There's people listening that has done, you haven't done any deals the, you know, to be able to navigate title issues, you know, HOA sellers that ghost you issues and stuff like that. Um, you know, that, that, that is primary. I mean, that's where I think, I spend most of my team, most of the time with my team is answering and, and figuring out solutions to, to overcome problems. Yeah. So, you know, so for type, so for, you know, that HOA or that, that, um, that, you know, uh, 
a solar lean on there. What was, you know, do you get discouraged, you know, when you're like, oh, here we go again. And it's a solar lean. Oh, it's this. And yeah, oh, it's, you know, um, or, you know, it's, it's easy. I know I'm like, Jesus, there's just a clean deal out there, you know, there's not right now. Yeah. I think we're so used to it. Like every deal has something. It seems like if it doesn't, like they probably wouldn't be selling to us. So, um, so what's, yeah, your, I mean, what's your mentality with your team on that? I mean, how do you, cause I'm sure they get discouraged and it has title issues and there's this and there's that, you know, what do you do to kind of corral them around? To, uh, okay, guys, we're going to get through this and, you know, embrace it. Well, I'll answer yeah. that. Corey is the greatest at being unshaken. Any something crazy could happen and it, it doesn't face him. So he is the, the, <laughs> what do you call that? Corey, Jordan Peterson says that you're temperate, you're, you're, it's very even like is that what the word is you're it's pretty uh, even deal, right yeah all right I, I feel like i think everything has a solution right yes it's just yeah. a matter of figuring it out and most of the time it just takes a little time and we'll figure it out so as long as we can like keep in contact with the seller keep them on board keep the buyer yeah. from you know getting frustrated um as long as we can keep that open communication i feel like we can get most of them closed it just takes some time so as issues come up just yeah just let them know like hey it'll be worth it once we get it closed this is just the way the way this business works that's why we make a lot of money doing it yeah and i and again just to kind of go over what i said again about Corey being a great leader he is it's um you you just have to be um I guess positive all the way through, right? Because I'm my my mentality, or I guess my uh, personality is like uh, highs and lows, right? Like I'm excited, but sometimes I get really frustrated. But Corey's like right here, so you know when the guys, when something happens, it's almost like we're we're ready for it because you know something could always happen. You know we're not we're not we're not counting our money until it's in the bank. Yeah, that's another right. thing. Keep your expectations, you know, at bay till. Till the money's in the bank. Yeah, I tell my I tell my team and I'm like, listen, the 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 reason why you have a job is that your job is to be the greatest problem solver on the planet, to be with these sellers. If you can solve the biggest problem, we're gonna make the biggest, biggest impact and make the biggest paychecks. So I said, so embrace the problems because that's why we get paid what we get paid. And embrace. If we didn't have any problems, and they just list their property, sell it, and then they could turn around and close it, and they don't need us, you know. So embrace those problems. That's exactly. why we have a job, and let's just figure out that there's always a solution. We will find a way to overcome it. And ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you know, just like you said, there is a solution. So yeah, yeah it, it, we've only had the last two years that we've been doing kind of all over the country. We've only had one, maybe two deals we haven't been able to close for from from title issues. And so like most of the time, yeah, we close them. It's just a matter of, you know, getting it figured out. Right. Pers persistence. And you know, so, um, sorry, Sean, I want to say what's really exciting about what yeah. we're learning is, you know, the problem, like you're talking about the, the, the bigger, the problem, the more money you'll make. When we first started, we didn't know how to solve the simple problems, like closing within two days, right? Like when we first started, if someone's right. like, I need you to close in two days, we'd be a little worried, but, uh, you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Go ahead. 
Yeah. So anyway, last uh, last video. Keep going. Yeah. But closing within two days was a problem that we didn't think we could solve. But now it's like we can close the today if if we have enough, you know, titles clean. So things like that, like are exciting because it's like, oh, that's not even a problem for us anymore. And I'm assuming with more and more time, you can solve more and more problems quicker. Yeah. And and then and what happens is you what I've found is that you have um, you you've seen it before. You know, the, the more experience you have, the more time in your the business. Guess what? You're going to run across another title issue. You're going to run across another, you know, solar lien in the exact same situation. You're going to run across in next, next thing you know, you find out that there's very similar problems and they repeat over and over and over again. And now you've been like, oh, what? I already did that. You got to do this, 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 and this, and you can get it done. So here's one for you that's been um, that's been happening um, a lot recently. So what do you do when a seller goes to you? Right, you you have a buyer lined up. You're set to close. It's a you know twenty five thousand dollar deal, and all of a sudden. Happens Seller all the goes time. to you. What do you do? What what what's your method? What what's been working for you? Hey, e- easy. We hey we've been dealing with this one since the beginning of our our deal. We you basically flex. You got to flex on them. It's like hey, you know what? Look, I know you're there. I've sent you a text. I've sent you an email. I've called you. You're obviously not responding. So we've gone ahead and exercised a right to file. You know, uh, a notice or affidavit, a memorandum, whatever you want to call it, memorandum contract, and we will be there. Yeah when you go to close. So just, you know, you flex and you say, Hey, like we've done this, we've, we've won many, I guess, battles or, you know, through the situation and we're ready for this situation. And even it referenced the part in the contract and maybe even send them a screenshot and be like, this is what you agreed to. So, you know, and we tell them too, like, Hey, we started, we've started like, cause we added a, a specific performance clause in our contract. You know, we started saying like, Hey, you know, if you think you're going to sell it to someone else, you know, we'll sue for a specific performance. Like you agreed to sell us this deal. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like we're threatening them. We're but, not, you know, you agree. They, you know, we're we, basically saying like, Hey, you agreed, you know, you gotta well, live. Well, it also says bargain. in the contract time is of the essence, right? So time of the essence means that they have to perform in a timely fashion and ghosting and not signing contracts and not being there and not filling out that is not time of the essence right you know and that is a breach of contract essentially so um but the, so yeah we, we, we you know so from tons of different phone numbers we'll 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 friend request them we'll send them a little dm <laughs> and and we're not kidding not, we do that the time at least from our experience it's been like the seller's phone gets turned off, right? They didn't pay their phone bill or something like that. That's what it yeah. ends up most of the time being. But um, people that are trying to back out, I mean, we really lean on the affidavit of memorandum because anyone that's backing out, they're trying to sell to someone else like yeah. 99% of the time. So yeah, Sean, on my YouTube channel, I made a video of a seller who like two days before was supposed to close. We had the buyer, we're ready, all the funds. And he's like, um, me and my mom decided we don't want to sell anymore. And we're like, okay. uh, I don't think so, buddy. And yeah, um, okay, so I recorded, I, I recorded him saying all that. And then I said, Hey man, well, you know, you don't have to sell it to me. You can decide to just stay there for the rest of your life with you and your mom. But the time you do sell, we will be there ready for you and you will have to sell to us. And he's like, no, no, that's not how it works. The next day, you know, he, he calls and he's like, okay, I'm ready. Because like you know he could he 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 just sat on and knew like we weren't gonna get you know let it go so 
right. is how it is. Yeah, yeah the big thing, kinda, the big thing is to not like when the seller's trying to back out, like don't back down. Like they're wanting you to back down, and if you're new, you probably will back down. Yep. Like we did when we were new. But we like never, we never back down. back down. Yeah, like you can't back down anymore. We never back down. <laughs> it's like, oh <laughs> yeah, you don't you never backs down. <laughs> it's like you don't want to sell right now. That's completely fine. But when you do, which I know you will, we'll See, be I don't there. even have the guys say that anymore though. I say like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna move forward with this. And you know, if we have to, we'll file a lawsuit for specific performance. Like we're not waiting anymore either. Okay. Corey's a little more aggressive than me. I'm like, all right, you don't have to sell, but when you do. <laughs> That's what we used to do. But then I don't remember who told us to add the specific performance thing. And we haven't had to test it. So I, I don't know that it works, but it works. It works to get them to, you know, move forward. Well, I guess, yeah. I, I um, you know, I mean, first thing we do is, I mean, especially if it's a larger spread, we'll file a memorandum just to make sure we have leverage, right? As soon as you have the memorandum filed, then you can, you can flex, right? Because right. now you have leverage in the situation, knowing that they cannot, you know, they cannot do anything without your contract. We've had so to, we'd once had you to, have that leverage in place. Yeah. I was just saying we've had to flex before we've had it filed. <laughs> We're like, it's filed. But uh, <laughs> it's fine. Hurry! And then we hurry and file it. Yeah, Corey, we just actually just had one. Of, we just had one of these, Sean. Like we're the seller. We agreed at forty six in Memphis. You know, a couple days later, he's like, "Oh, I'm going with someone else," and we're like, "No, you're not." And he's like, "Yeah, I am." We filed it, and then they just sent us um verification that it's been. He tried to close, and they wouldn't close it. So he's like, "Okay, I'm coming back to you guys. I'll close with you." It's like, okay, well, it worked. Thank goodness. He tried to close yeah, the same title company that we used to file our memorandum. So, <laughs> no, what, what is it like? One one title company in Memphis? Yeah, <laughs> that's that lucky. That came back. Yeah, we got lucky a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. We'll file the memorandum first, and then we're super nice with the seller. But we'll just say, hey, you know, Mister Seller. I understand that, but obviously we have a legal obligation, a legal contract. You know, you know, we got two different ways we can go down. Number one, we could just close a transaction. You could do what you said you're going to do. We can get this thing done. Or I'm going to have to get my attorneys involved. And um, and now that we have a we have filed a motion on their property, we put a lien on your property. You cannot sell your property to anybody else. Um, and if you do try to sell your property, you're not going to be able to do it because it's going to pull up on title. Um, and so that's number one. And number two is if still that doesn't happen, um, then we'll file a lawsuit for specific performance. So I said and say, Mr. Seller, we really want to just obviously go down the path, you know, what you agreed to. Um, but the choice is yours. The ball's in your court. You know, if you do want to go down the other way, then um, then you're, you're going to force us to uh, to take legal action. So if and I usually try to put it in their court, so now it's their yeah. choice yeah. on yeah. on what what they're going to do. That's yeah, probably um, better. Than so, well, yeah, yeah, it's like kind of. I said, listen, you know, you know, where we we just want to do what we both all agreed to, basically what we signed to. But um, if you're going to choose to, you know, to not be a man of your word and renege on your contract, then you're going to force me to go down the legal route. So, yeah. And I'm assuming um, there's a bunch of, typically, uh, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying, but first off, you got to get them on the phone. Mm -hmm. Most people, what I'm, what we're finding right now is they just won't answer the phone. They won't answer the text. That's so it. now you got a memor memorandum filed. 
you know, so now you got to send them something or you got to do that text like you're talking about. You take it as taking a picture, just, oh, FYI, you know, we have 100% control of your property, you know, yeah. and, uh, and you I have mean, to send that. Either you have to send a certified letter or you send a FedEx. Yeah, with, with the way social media is, um, that's uh, I would send them an Instagram, a Facebook, a LinkedIn, maybe like even, a, you know, a Venmo you know, message Venmo request. <laughs> Look, Son of a Venmo. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, listen, like Dude, I know we're gonna get ding, 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 ding from Nathan Payne all over the place. It, it's you just like, hey, look, get a request. It's <laughs> a like request the, from Nathan. It's like, look, you know, you agreed, and we're just trying to do, like you said, what we've agreed on, and this, these are, this is what we're moving forward since we can't get a hold of you. Um, so, you know, that's just uh, yeah, right. calling them from a bunch of different numbers. It, I mean, it's just about persistence at that point. Like, yeah, calling, exactly. texting, yeah, emailing, yeah, send them a mail, yeah, like whatever. Maybe you finally get. get them on the phone and and you get them done. Especially if it's a All good right. deal, like. All right. All right. So to um, he's working on his camera over here. <laughs> so to uh, to get this um, so to wrap this up, um. Uh, so when you were in the midst of struggling, you know, um, in that, in that time where, you know, things weren't working, you know, you had credit card debt, you know, and you're in that, in that frame right there, what, you know, and let's say someone else is going through that right now and they really want to make this work and they're, they're putting their time and energy into it and they're, they're dreaming about it. They want it to work. And a $208,000 month, I mean, they can't even fathom, but I mean, that that's like the pinnacle of, of success for a lot of people to be able to accomplish. I mean, literally that's four times what an average American makes. So you look at that right there and you were, you went from the struggle, you know, to now success, what, you know, for the, someone that's struggling, what, what, what type of words of encouragement, you know, now, Nathan, you're you now in the new coaching and you're, you're, you're inspiring people. What would you tell that person that's struggling right there? You know, because you've been through it and you, right. and you, you've, you both of you have gone through it and you've, you've uh, now you've come out on the other side um, of success. What would you tell that person that is in the middle of that struggle? So, it all comes down for me. Cause I know like throughout our time, like what we have not been doing and what we're doing now is it's massive action. When me and Corey first started, we would, you know, make a couple cold calls, like a couple hours a day, we'd fly a little bit. And now comparing like the action that we took when we first started and getting limited deals to like, now it's just action nonstop. It's making offers, it's leads coming in it's calling. It's just a lot going on. And I think a lot of people struggle is starting real estate because they think maybe three offers a day or three offers a week is going to get them a deal. That's not going to get you anything unless you get lucky. You have to be making multiple right. offers a day. You have to have leads coming in. If you do not have paid leads coming, you need to be making offers on MLS, calling agents. I mean, you got to go put out a lot of effort. I don't think when you first get started, you don't understand what is required to get going, but it's I'd say at least five offers a day, at least. And some people don't even do that. That's good. That's, you know, and, and, and I like that a lot because, um, you know, because you can literally put your head down and work your way out of the swamp. The problem is people get, you know, paralyzed 
and they're like they 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 just like they're like in the swamp and they get paralyzed and like ah what to do instead of just putting your head down and doing what is going to make money what's going to make money is generating leads making offers getting contracts signed and selling those properties you know so exactly um that 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 is the thing so what about you Corey? what would you say to someone that's in in the midst of the struggle yeah i mean along similar lines like you got to put in the action like even five is probably a little low like if you are if you're in that much debt you need to make as many offers as you can right like even if you don't have any money any more money to put to get any more leads like put in the time and effort you always have time right so put in the time make 10 offers a day onto jv deals to mls stuff to for sale by owner you know figure out a way to to find a deal and if you make enough offers you'll for sure get a deal yeah so and yeah, Sean, I mean, sorry Corey, yeah. finish i was just gonna say sean when we were in that depths of despair when we first signed up for your program because we we took with our debt we even got more in debt by going with your program because we we're like <laughs> we, we we believe that sean will part you know help us out we're so, really trying to crack the ppc code yeah, uh, yeah so so anyway we when we were in the depths and and really in debt like we just took way more action than we were at that point and we got out of it why because we i started messaging a t like probably 100 people plus a day on facebook saying hey i can help you move your deal i you know we started doing a bunch of stuff instead of just sitting there waiting for leads to come in like the 10 ppc that we could afford right that day to come in and hoping something happened, we stopped waiting and we did both. We took action and we responded to the incoming leads. And that's the, I think that's the key to success in this industry. We got, we got out of our debt because of JV deals. So Nate found a couple that we ended up being able to sell, helped us pay down our debt. And then from um, our mastermind, we had a cold calling lead, a cold calling deal in Denver that we couldn't sell. We reached out to Brian in our mastermind and Brian, uh, Patterson, right? Sell it. Yeah. Brian Patterson. And, uh, yep. he helped us sell it and we made 50 K off that deal. And, and that, guess that what he, and he made about 170 on flipping it. Yeah. Like he, nice. <laughs> so it's a win-win and we're stoked because that got us out of debt. Joining your mastermind helped us learn the importance of, and that's honestly, I wasn't coaching or even trying to get into this space until I learned from you, Sean, like you give back, I'm not even trying to say, Hey, everybody sign up for my coach. I'm just saying, Hey, let me give you as much information as I can from our experience. And if you wanted me to help you individually, great. I'd love to let's, let's work some out. Right. But it's all about, yeah. I guess the more you give, the more, the more you get. That's what yeah, I've learned. Absolutely. All right. So, um, so now, now here's, here's the next question. Um, you know, for the people that are growing. So yeah, the $208,000 a month, how are you going to double and triple that? What's your plan to double and triple that? So now you're at 800,000 a month. What, what would it take to get to 800 grand a month? Um, double, triple the leads. Yeah. Triple the leads, spend triple the money. Um, so instead of 30, so now you're spending 90. Yeah. So 90 90k a month. So you're at 90k a month instead of getting 600 leads, right? You're getting what? 1800 leads a month. Yep. So then we're going to have to hire more lead intake or lead managers. 
to handle the lead. The hire some more. So yeah. probably two to three more. I think I don't think that we're at capacity with the two we have. I think they could handle more. You know, we're getting 30 leads a day. That's 15 each plus follow-ups. You know, I think they could handle closer to 20 to 30 each. Right. Um, and then definitely have to hire at least one more acquisitions, if not two. Uh, at least. Yeah, at least, right? I'm, how many, I mean, how many acquisitions guys do you have? Uh, we got six. Yeah, so you got six. So you don't have lead managers, though, so the model's a little bit different. Yeah, we don't have lead managers. Yeah, I mean, probably need um, two to three more at least. And I, then I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I mean, the leads are the lifeblood. And, you yeah. know, every time we hire someone, I have to, you know, I, I turn up our budget 500 bucks, you know, 800 bucks a day. You know what I mean? And that will generate the leads coming in to be able to support that person to be able to get to get the leads, you know, obviously excluding direct mail and stuff like that. But um, but uh, you know, so so if someone is gonna double their business, triple their business, it's all evolved around people and it's all evolved around leads, right? If you got the leads, right, then you can get you can bring on the people, support the people, you make more offers, you get more deals. So what what's great about this business is you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out right it's right, literally right. leads process and people if you put those three together you know you know there, there's no i mean we i mean it's like i mean like i i have i have leads going on i mean we're, we're doing interviews literally we do four or five interviews a week um turn down most people you know um we just hired a rock star i mean excited casey i mean this lady's a uh a 20 year veteran closer. Um, <laughs> and she's excited about real estate and she's going to kill it. So she, she just started Monday. So we're really the closer. To go kill it. do you find, uh, do you find the women are better closers than men? Well, so far our, our entire acquisition team is women. <laughs> I knew a lot of them were women. Well, Sean, another thing that I think is going to get us there, I, 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 I was, I'm curious to see what you think because you have so many people in your network and coaching. Do, have you looked at other like students like me or anybody in the network as like potential to get more JV deals and get more deals done by partnering? Or because I, I see tons of people are reaching out. Hey, Nate, can you help me sell this deal? Can you help me move this deal? I have a warm lead, and it's just obviously I can't look at everybody's deal, but I do think if you can somehow optimize having them send in their deals through like a website, which we do have a website and, and move yeah. people's deals. Have you explored that yourself mm -hmm. with your network? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, we got four deals this week. This are just from JV deals. Okay. Just, so, you know, we got two California deals and a, 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 an East coast deal we're working on right now. Um, California deals, a, a minimum $40,000 spread. The one we got a small one, a $10,000 spread one, but we got this other California one that could be a monster deal. Perfect. So yeah, I mean, it's you, like if you put the word out, you put the word out, you know, that you're going to JV and work with people. And especially now that you build a team and you, and you kind of dedicate a person that's going to manage the whole process, then, um, then the leads can come in. Now we, we, we did it. Uh, we've done it a couple different ways. We've done it where submit us a qualified lead. That doesn't work. You know, it's at, you actually have to upload the contract. Got it, it has to be in contract and then we'll take it from there. Um, but, um, cause then we'll typically yeah. underwrite it. I can tell you most, 
of the contracts that come in, they're they're not even deals. Yeah, right? they're they're not even deals. Yeah, because the people so, don't know how to get um, the deals. So. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of get, you got to kind of, what have we done is like put a video together and kind of explain what a deal is, you know, you know, and, and kind of do your, you know, Redfin, Zillow, 70%. That's your starting point. You know, if you're, if you're, if that's your starting point, then good. Then good. Um, but if you kind of do something like that, then you can kind of educate them what a deal is then they can submit a deal. Um, and then, you know, dedicate a person that's going to be able to, to manage all that, 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 that process as a, uh, uh, kind of take ownership of it. So I think that will be a way that we'll get there too, uh, is leveraging, you know, how we, how many people we can help move their deals. So, yeah, because there's no cost associated to it except for the employee cost, right? There's no marketing cost. Like, you know, for marketing, if it's, you know, I mean, think about it, you guys are, you know, spending $4,200 to actually close a deal. Your average deal size is about 23,000 based upon the nine in the 208. So, I mean, that's good, right? That that's, that's really good. I mean, you got a significant profit, you got about a $19,000 potential profit in there where now you can reinvest back into marketing. You can pay your payroll team and you guys do pretty well yourself. But the bottom line is, is that if you can bring in three, five, seven, ten 10 deals, you know, to come in and there's no marketing associated with that, well, that's $42,000 of additional revenue you know, that on 10 deals that are coming in. So now that $42,000 you can take in, in, and increase your marketing budget, which is going to generate more leads, you know, which is, or, or $42,000 just in a month off 10, you know, uh, you know, free deals is what we call them. Well, you know, now you can hire somebody, right? You can hire, you can hire a person, you know, or two or three or four people that can uh, help you scale your business. So, which is cool. So that, yeah, that's well, awesome interview. If you guys going to leave uh, leave one thing a piece for the audience, what would it be? So Nathan, one uh, word of encouragement, suggestion. I know you said action. What would be one thing that someone um, is probably you'd probably pay pay for speed, right? Pay for speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think you could spend years and years trying to figure this out yourself, or you can sign up for six figure syndicate. You can sign up for a first check challenge. Any, any they're, they're everywhere, right? It's just, a, who, who do you yeah. want to work with? Right. And I think and everybody will help you get there quicker. I mean, I wouldn't say everyone, but you've helped us a ton. The, I like the mastermind format. Um, I've learned from it. Mm -hmm. I, I see the value. So, uh, yeah, that'd be for me is you want to get in this industry. You can spend 5k on mailers and not get a single, phone call or you can spend five 10k on you know which i have what you have what these other guys have and you can actually get value and and get a good start so pay for speed that which we've done i think it's helpful cool Corey, um keep your lead flow up if you don't have leads True. it's your business is not a business you're just i mean if you don't have leads you're not gonna have a business you're gonna have a lot of work on your hands so once you get leads you can have you can build a business so right. get your leads up learn how to get leads and you know you'll get deals even if you're not good you'll get a lot of deal you can get deals if you have enough leads awesome so awesome. pay for speed advice, and pay guys. for leads <laughs> pay for leads and pay, pay for speed and pay for leads. Right? Yeah, and Sean, we'll be seeing you at the Corey won't be able to make it, but I'm excited to see you at the end of the month. And uh, dude, I mean, I just love learning from you and from all the greats. So I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. And hopefully you can come on Investor Thrive.
podcast. I got 272 subscribers. So, you know, nice. It's, it's, it's growing. I, 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 <laughs> I am there. Maybe maybe we can do it when you're when you're down here. Oh, so, man, that'd be awesome. uh, so again, thank you guys. Appreciate it. You guys have grown so much um, and you've really, really done well. I'm super impressed and super proud of you guys for going out there and crushing it. So Thanks. so anybody listening right now, go uh, go to YouTube. Check out Nathan Payne. Yeah. Uh, go to um, investor. Th it's Nathan Payne investor thrive. Nathan Payne, Investor Thrive. Check out that. Or go to iTunes, check out the podcast. You can learn more from him and Corey. And uh, again, you guys are rock stars. Greatly one appreciate it. Oh, yes. One last thing. Wholesaling Real Estate uh, Wholesaling Real Estate Mastermind is my Facebook group that I started because I love yep. the mastermind idea that you had. So I, I made one called Wholesaling Real Estate Mastermind. Join it. I, I, I do free, just a, we do a deal analysis call every Thursday. We do a celebrity dial where we actually Perfect. dial with people in the group and not even students, just people. We'll call your leads for you, critique you. So we're just trying to give out as much as we can, Sean. And yes, yeah, so I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. We had a guy. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because, you know, because new people want to know how a deal, had, you know, where it came from, what was the situation. Most people are afraid of calling, mm -hmm. you know, people. So um, so if they're able to see an example of someone that's actually done it, um, which is great. And it kind of puts you on the spot, which gets your adrenaline flowing. It's kind of fun. Yeah, we had a guy yesterday. He got he got fired up on the seller. There's a, a guy in our group that, you know, Scott and he. I don't think he got fired up, but it was it was a pretty funny call. But yeah, every every Tuesday we do that, and we call it the celebrity dial, like a celebrity shot when you're playing beer pong or water pong or whatever you want to call it. It's the celebrity shot. We call it the celebrity yeah. dial. Get on that phone. Let's help you out. Start dialing, and that's every Thursday. Every every Tuesday at uh, four p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and the deal analysis is every Thursday at one p.m. So okay, got it. I mean, we'd love we'll, to have we'll you check out his Facebook we, group. We'd love to have you do a celebrity dial for us one time. Hop on the group oh that'd be fun make a make I, I a call like that. that'd be fun <laughs> we'll close some deals that would be fun <laughs> that'd be fun all right guys well congratulations you guys rocked great interview thanks for knowing all your stuff we greatly appreciate it i think there's a ton of nuggets for people and uh and i'll see you guys soon later Thank you.